Welcome back to Psyched for Pete's, the child mental health podcast for pediatric clinicians, helping you help kids. I'm your host, Dr. Elise Falucco, child psychiatrist and mom. In today's episode, we're picking up right where we left off last time in talking about the clinical case of the nine-year-old boy with ADHD. And the goal of today's episode is to review how I systematically think about which medications to prescribe for ADHD. And fear not, I promise that I'm not going to individually go over all 30 plus of the various stimulant medications that are out on the market. We're really going to focus on practical ways to think about choosing a first line med, what to do when the first medicine doesn't work, and what to do if somebody has failed two trials of stimulants. When I think ADHD, first and most important principle is that stimulants are first-line treatment for ADHD. They have the largest effect size for ADHD of any class of medications. We have decades of evidence showing the efficacy of stimulant medications as treatment for ADHD. Somewhere between 70 and 80% of kids with ADHD will respond to stimulant treatment once you find the right one. In order to make this a little bit more interesting, I want to anchor it to a real clinical case. So. To review, in our office, we have a little nine-year-old boy with ADHD who was getting in trouble at school for fighting and at home for hitting his sister and throwing his iPad across the room. So after discussing with him and his mom about a diagnosis of ADHD, we then turn to talk about treatment options. The first step for ADHD treatment is to choose which class of stimulant you want to prescribe. So conceptually, I think about stimulants as falling into one of three categories. There's the methylphenidate products. So these are the medications like Ritalin or perhaps you've heard of Concerta and various other options. And the second class of stimulants that I think of are the mixed amphetamine salts. These are the medications like Adderall or Vyvanse. Is it the methylphenidate class, the mixed amphetamine salts, or this third special class that I'll get to in a moment? But before prescribing any psychotropic meds, My general principles are to ask if there's any other family members who have had success or, on the other hand, bad experiences with certain meds in that class. ADHD tends to run in families, and so I'll often ask mom or dad or whoever is at the visit if there's anybody else who's been diagnosed and treated for ADHD and what medication they're taking that's helpful, or have they ever tried a medication that's been extremely unhelpful, because that may help you decide what to use for the kids. A lot of times we have parents who have ADHD that may or may not have been diagnosed, but is not being treated. And so then you're left with just choosing which of the classes of stimulants do you want to start. My personal preference is to start with the methylphenidate products. So these are the medications like Ritalin and Concerta. I like these because I tend to get fewer mood side effects from these particular meds than I do with the mixed amphetamine salts. That being said, the data says that you could basically flip a coin in trying to decide between methylphenidate products or the second class of stimulants, the amphetamine salts. And 50% of people will respond to one and 50% of people may respond to the other. And we don't always know which class people are going to fall into. So for me, I'd start with the methylphenidate products. So once you decide which class of stimulant to prescribe, the second step is to decide short versus long acting. And for our littler kids who are about eight or younger, I really like to start with short-acting stimulants, and mainly because they come in much lower doses than even the lowest long-acting stimulant. And the reason why I like to start with lower doses in this younger class is because they tend to be very sensitive to stimulant side effects. I find that starting at a very low dose and helping their body gradually get adjusted is better than starting 
at a medium or higher doses. So for a child who's eight years or younger who were starting on a stimulant, my go-to dosing would be something like methylphenidate immediate release, which is just generic Ritalin, at 2.5 to 5 milligrams once in the morning and once around lunchtime. And again, the younger they are, the smaller dose you'd want to start with. And you can titrate that up in increments of 2.5 milligrams or even 5 milligrams until you get to a total effective daily dose, and then you can easily convert them to a longer-acting medicine. My personal preference is Concerta, because this is really the one that I used a lot in my training, and so I've just become comfortable with it. And we each have our favorite meds. Honestly, whatever you're most comfortable with and have had positive experience with, I would say keep going. If someone were on a total daily dose of about 20 milligrams of Ritalin immediate release, what I would do is convert them to Concerta 18 milligrams, which is the lowest dose it comes to. And that may not be enough for their total daily dose, but we'd, I'd rather err on the side of caution and start them slightly lower than I think they may need, knowing that we could always bump up to 27 milligrams. For older children, preteens and teens, you could easily start them on a long-acting stimulant. So I would start them on Concerta 18 milligrams off the bat, see how long it works, how effective it is, and then titrate from there. The other thing to remember is that ideally long-acting meds last all day, but in reality, they are usually just barely getting you from 7 a.m. dosing until the very end of the typical school day at 2.30 or 3 o'clock. And so you may very often have to add a short-acting immediate release stimulant after school if they have significant after-school homework or extracurricular activities in which they need to be focusing. So back to our clinical case of the nine-year-old boy with the ADHD. So my first step was to choose which type of stimulant to use, and I love methylphenidate, so I decided that. And then the second step was to consider short versus long-acting. Now, since he was nine years old, he felt in this in-between category, right? So eight years and younger, we definitely want to start with short-acting. And then kids who are preteens and older, we can go ahead and feel comfortable start with a long-acting stimulant. But he was in the middle. And so what I did was I looked at him and saw... He looked developmentally like an older type of nine-year-old boy, and his weight was above 90th percentile for his age. And because of both of those factors, I decided to go ahead and start him on a long-acting stimulant. Sometimes in those cases, I'll give the mom or I'll give the parent the choice and I'll say, look, we can start with the shorter-acting one if we're worried that he's going to develop funny side effects. It'll just take us a little bit longer to get to our total daily dose. Or if you're okay we could go ahead and start the longer acting one, which should last us all the way through school and where it's eventually where we want to be. But the only worry is that he may have some trouble tolerating it the first couple of days that he takes it. And for this particular kid, I think time was of the essence because of all the problems with school. And so mom and I decided we would just go ahead and start with the longer acting med. So we started him on Concerta 18 milligrams, which he's currently on right now, which tends to be very effective in these kids. And the good news for this little guy is that he stopped getting in trouble in school. His grades have improved and his mom is saying that she feels like he's doing so much better and he's just so much more confident because he's doing better in school. And it's so rewarding to see kids who respond really well to treatment for ADHD. Like this particular boy, I could see just in his facial expressions, he had so much pride and was so happy this year in school because he was doing so much better. And in fact, he brought one of the books that he was reading to his office, and he was so proud to say that he was actually reading books at an upper grade level. And this seems like a dramatic transformation for a little boy who very previously had been getting suspended from school 
and having major behavioral problems. And we weren't even able to tell what he was able to do and learn. And now he's starting to experience a lot of success academically, which is helping his sense of self-esteem. But hypothetically, let's pretend that he didn't respond well to a methylphenidate product or more likely that he was developing side effects to it and he wasn't tolerating it well. So what would our next step be? Then I would switch to try something in the mixed amphetamine salts range. And again, I consider the mixed amphetamine salts to be this second type of stimulants. And once we decided which type of stimulant we want to use, then of course our second question is always short-acting or long-acting. And since I mentioned how he's in this gray area where he's not big enough to be a preteen, but he's too old to be eight and under, we could choose to start him on a short-acting or long-acting. If he were to have not tolerated methylphenidate and develop side effects, what I would do is I would definitely err on the side of caution and go ahead and start with a short-acting mixed amphetamine salt medication for his second trial. And same thing, I'd start with Adderall immediate release, probably 2.5 to maybe 5 milligrams twice daily, once in the morning and once at noon. And then titrate up till you get a good total daily dose. And then at that point, switch over to Adderall XR extended release once daily dosing in the morning. Now, if you've made it this far, I hope that I've piqued your curiosity about what is this third type of stimulant medications of which you speak. If and only if kids don't respond to the methylphenidate type or the mixed amphetamine salts, that's when I consider this third type of stimulants, which would be the dexmethylphenidate preparations. So medications like Focalin IR or Focalin XR. The good news is these tend to be very well tolerated. I've seen some kids who are sensitive to stimulants and develop side effects on methylphenidate and amphetamine salts do really well on Focalin. So this third class, Focalin IR and XR, the downside of those is that they just tend to have relatively short half-lives. And so sometimes our kids who do well on Focalin XR end up running out of the effect of it towards the middle of the school day. And then we're left with this question of, do I do twice daily dosing of an XR medicine, which sometimes you can get away with, but very honestly, a lot of times insurance companies don't approve that because it's meant to be a once daily dose. So to briefly recap, when I think about picking stimulant medication for ADHD, I usually start out with the methylphenidate class and then decide whether to do short or long acting based upon the child's age, weight, and some other factors. And if they don't do well on methylphenidate, then we switch and try mixed amphetamine salts. And if they don't do well on those, then we consider something like the dexmethylphenidate products like Focalin IR and XR. And just a brief word on who tends to be most sensitive to side effects to stimulants, and particularly the mood effects of stimulants. The kids who tend to have problems with stimulants are prepubertal, so the younger kids. Also, kids with autism spectrum disorder tend to be really intolerant of stimulant meds. Also, sometimes kids with underlying anxiety or major mood instability can be more sensitive to the side effects of stimulants. And we usually know that going into it, but it's worth trying all three of the classes of stimulant meds because they are so effective and so much more effective than the non-stimulant meds for ADHD. I call it doing the three strikes and you're out approach to stimulant treatment. And I hope you'll plan to tune in to next week's episodes where we're going to be talking about how to let parents know about side effects of stimulant medications, as well as how to address common parental fears and perceptions about stimulants. Thanks again for tuning in. If you found this episode helpful, please feel free to rate or review it or share it with a friend. Hope to see you next time.